0: You know, we always teach our students that hey, the 30-second reels are like marketing. They're mm-hmm. just for people to become aware of you, right? The next step would be to get them to watch an 8 to 15-minute video because that's like the next easy thing for them for them to do, they can now actually get quite a bit of value in an 8 to 15-minute video. From there, if you can get them to watch an hour-long plus podcast, I mean, they're probably buying something from you. If somebody's willing to give you an hour of their time and you have something that they need, you're solving a problem in their life, they should buy from you at that point.
1: Hey, everyone, before we dive into this week's interview, I have to tell you about big news in the GoBundance community for the GoBundance men's tribe, as well as the Ascend tribe. Here's the thing. We've always been at $1 million to join GoBundance. We've always had that net worth requirement. We've also have a champion division that has a requirement to be at $5 million in net worth. Well, right now, we just met as a tribal council and decided that we're going to increase the minimum requirement effective January 1, 2023. That minimum requirement is going to go from $1 million to $2 million to become a member of GoBundance. And if you want to be in that champion division, it's going to go from $5 million to $10 million. Again, effective January 1. In addition, the pricing is increasing as well. Our entry into Gobundas, the elite level at now 2 million, effective January 1, will go from 10,000 annually to 12,500 annually. And our champion division will go from 15,000 annually to 20,000 annually. Again, effective January 1st. That means if you're listening to this episode in December of 2022, 2022, then you have an opportunity to apply for membership And get in still at the $1 million mark for Elite and $10,000 annually, or the $5 million mark for Champion and $15,000 annually. And even though it goes up in January to a new level, $2 million and $10 million, if you're under those, but in Elite or Champion, you stay in the division that you joined in December of 2022. And on top of that, on top of that you lock into what we call tier 1 pricing which means that if you join for 10,000 by the end of this year and in 2 years the tuition goes up to say 15,000 for for ex- for members that join in January and new members at that point because you're in at 10,000 you'll go up to 12,500 below the new member rate always Lots of reasons to consider joining GoBundance before the end of the year. Again, this is for the men's side. The women's side is staying where they are right now, but the men's side is increasing in the minimum requirement to join as well as the tuition rate on January 1. On January 1, all of that is what's in place. But before December 31 of 2022, you can still get in at 10 or 15,000 and at one or 5 million to our elite or champion division and lock into what we call tier one pricing. Now, if you are right there, you're at 700 or 600, and you're like, man, I, a million was where I was hoping to be. Well, there's good news for you, too. If you join me in my Ascend community, which is going to soon be renamed Emerge Supercharged, might be as, the, as of the time that you listen to this, as long as you join before the end of 2022, then you will be considered for membership at the $1 million mark. Lots of great reasons to join our GoBundance community at any level at this point before the end of the year, even the women's division. At some point, all of this stuff is going to get reviewed on that side as they grow and add more value. So make sure you keep an eye out. And if you haven't already, go to GoBundance.com, apply, and we'll make sure that we get an ambassador on a call with you. We're not It's not just an easy end. we got to vet you. We have to talk to you. A lot of work has to be done between now and the end of the year. So don't wait. Submit your application at goabundance.com so that we can determine whether or not you are ready to join GoBundance, especially if you're looking to get in before the pricing and before the minimum requirement goes up. Now to our interview. Enjoy. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Jamie Gruber, along with the always beautiful Grant Warrington.
2: What's up, G-Dubs? Hey, what's up, bro? Ready for this one, man. Excited to dig in. Well, you roped this one. This is your your yeah. get good get, man. <laughs> I, yeah, thanks, dude. I'm fine. You're giving me a little bit of credit. I'm excited for this. Yeah, I'm glad that I'm glad we got this on tape. Well, for once, you did some work. You're right. Correct.
1: Anyway, uh, you went out and played golf with our guest, and we'll get to that here in a minute because I want to learn about your golf game. Uh, and I'll I'll share with you, Ryan, some of the impact you made on him. It was immediately immediately evident what you what what impact you had on him. But let's give you a proper intro. Intro. Ryan Pineda has been in the real estate industry since 2010 as a realtor. Before realizing that wasn't for him, in 2015, with only ten thousand in the bank, he began flipping houses. Since then, he's flipped hundreds of homes, purchased hundreds of rentals, and opened other multi million dollar businesses. He has amassed over a million followers on social media, where he teaches others how to build wealth and freedom. He's also the host of the Wealthy Way podcast and recently published his book, very good book, also called The Wealthy Way, Don't Go Broke, Trying to Get Rich.
0: Ryan Pineda, man, welcome. Thank you for that intro, Jamie. Good of to see course. you, Grant, as always. It's I see fun. you a lot, though, so yeah. this isn't uh, anything new. <laughs> I love
1: yeah, it. We'll get to content. Empire. So when he came yeah. back from golfing with you, he had like green hair. He was wearing like new <laughs> clothes. He was showing off his yeah. Timex you know, I, it was just a ridiculous like Ryan yeah. Pineda uh, 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 imposter thing. Was that was that intentional? Did you teach him all this stuff?
0: Yeah, I was like, bro, you got to brand yourself better. We got to get you the Timex. You're gonna have to dye your hair. You have to do everything, and and he did it. How was yeah. his golf game? You know, he's got some work to do, but it, overall, <laughs> yeah, he's one of the better ones I've golfed with. I'll, I'll give him that.
1: All right, cool. Yeah, We're gonna get into content horrible. and co- content it, empire. It's Grant, do you want to share a little bit about what that trip was, why you went, how you golf with Ryan?
2: Yeah. You know what? I reached out to Ryan, just, um, I, I bigger pockets started picking up some of my stuff, my content, my video. And I'm like, Hey man, wh- where can this go? My content. So I reached out to Ryan and, uh, asked to to buy an hour of his time. And he's like, I can do better than that. And he's like, why don't you come golf with me? It was, I, I, I paid five grand to go golf with him. And he's like, dude, this will, this will change your life in 2023. And for me, it unlocked my scarcity around money, right? It got me to get out of my comfort zone. It got me to invest in myself. And uh, the takeaways from that, it totally pivoted what I'm doing today. And, um, you know, now I'm building an online course, just a conversation with with Ryan, it, you know, the information that you gave me, Ryan, it, it came from the person I needed to hear it from it was what I needed to hear and it was that exactly when I needed to hear it. so Ryan it, it was priceless you were right man it you know you're what you told me just it pivoted me 100 percent.
0: I'm glad man. it's good to see uh, everything you're doing now from uh, the info because a lot of people you know you, you'll say something to them right and you're like, hey this is what I think you should do and then you know very few actually do it, especially quickly. so uh kudos to you man for just executing. Thanks. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: So, listen, the book was great, and there was a section in the middle of it around action, and honestly, like that just made so much sense after following you a little bit and kind of learning a bit more about you. And I want to start there. So, uh, you know, you you just seem to be the kind of guy, and I want to hear I want to hear about where this came from. That you know acts and then reacts, and I mean that in the best way possible. So, early on, your first flip, I think you had like an eight year old. Climbing on the roof, right? The first tenant you had, you paid $1,000 to. Um, uh, and then you realized you didn't have to. But even that eight year old, I think you had like the principal at the school become the monitor. It's like problems arise, you solve problems, but it doesn't prevent you from acting. Is that something that you learned long ago? Was there a moment that shifted that, shifted you into action mode? Cause you've been, you've been on a rocket shot the last three, four years. So I'm curious where that action comes from.
0: Bro, I mean, I just, I don't know if it's just internal or what, but if I have a task to do or a problem to solve, like if I don't solve it as fast as humanly possible, it just eats me up. And so, you know, like I, I don't know. I I use this thing called Apple reminders, you know, sure a lot of people use it. And every time I have a new task, I just put it on reminders and then I check it constantly. I'm like, dude, did I finish all my tasks? Did I finish all my tasks for the day? And, you know, I just, keep doing it until it's finished and and solved and then all of a sudden a new problem arises like you said and then it's like all right well let's do that let's do that and so you know it's kind of like i have a big picture of what i want to do and then i just know that there's going to be problems on the way to getting there and i don't even know how it's going to work out or the path that it's going to really take to get there until we go and navigate but um It's just like, man, you got to get good at solving problems. And instead of being scared of them, just embrace them.
1: When do you, when do you walk away? I think this year, I heard you say somewhere that you've, you've closed some businesses. You're just like, ah, I'm done with these. Right. So when do you go from, these are problems I'm going to solve to, these are problems I don't want to deal with anymore. I'm done. I'm out. What, What does that decision tree look like?
0: That's a good question. Um, I think it it all starts with opportunity cost, right? Because a lot of businesses we start are, are good at the time, and then, you know, as time goes on, either things change, maybe the market for that business changes dramatically, and it's like, dude, this is not worth doing any longer. Maybe a relationship with a business partner changes, and you're like, dude, you know, it just isn't really going to work out for the future. Um, And so you kind of got to look at all the circumstances of a business um, with all the new data and evidence that you have to kind of make a decision. I think a lot of people, they are scared to kind of like shift and adapt, and they would rather stay with the status quo. Whereas I have always been like, hey, I'm moving and shaking all the time. I'm constantly testing what works, what doesn't work you know just because i've had success for years doesn't mean i'm guaranteed to have sec- success tomorrow you know and you know my business coach told me one time he said you know a good business can go out of, like any business can go out of business within 90 days like everyone's like a quarter away from going out of business and i was like holy crap that's scary dude and it's true right like if you get caught even though you've made a lot of money with uh, you know, a bunch of liabilities. You you can go under. It doesn't matter how successful you've been for a long time. And you know, we uh, recently we saw that with the whole FTX thing. Now, granted, that was fraud. But sure. like, dude, this guy built this company that you know he was worth like twenty billion dollars, freaking crazy. And then all of a sudden, poof, it's gone, and everyone else's money's gone too. Yeah. Um. <laughs> and so you, you're just like, dude, like that's crazy, like you could build a billion dollar company and yeah. even if you build it legitimately um it could still like be gone so i guess for me i'm constantly always reevaluating who i am what i do and i'm not afraid to shift like my my beliefs or you know what what i'm doing uh you know for for a long time like i flipped houses and that's made me a lot of money And now I'm like, Hey guys. And I said this to all of our students six years ago or six months ago, I was like, we need to just start wholesaling. Like I'm not comfortable flipping right now in this market. Now we've still bought flips and, you know, we're still sitting on a bunch of flips too, but it's like, yeah, I mean, like we got to transition to a wholesale heavy model just because that's where the market is right now. And that's kind of the situation. And so um, I think there's a variety of factors, I think, you know, if you're going to shut down a business or something like that, you got to do a lot of prayer and soul searching and just say like, man, is this the right move or not? And I think as we go into 2023, it's like a really good time to like really reflect on, Hey, what are we doing here? You're planning, you're starting to project things out in the next year. And you're like, does this really make sense with what we're doing? And so sometimes it's really hard. I want to
1: ask you about that going into 2023, and that's a great answer, by the way, because it, it does, praying, meditating, whatever, kind of getting clear. And you talk about uh, getting comfortable with solitude, I know, and that's that's near and dear to my heart. We'll talk about that later. But we go into 2023, and this is what I've been thinking about considering. I just had this interview uh, in in Austin with Jesse Itzler, who I think you're familiar with. Yep. Amazing guy, inc- I mean, just impassioned talk about uh, action and everything else. And I wondered this for me. Like, I feel like everyone wants to strike balance. You're a family man, right? You have your health, your family, your career, your business. But I feel like guys like you have figured this out. And maybe I'm wrong that if you like, I push the accelerator down to a certain point, but I never redline. I never max. I never hit the top of the speedometer in business because I back off on the brakes feeling like I'm leaving these other two areas behind or three or four or whatever it might be. But I feel like, and I don't know if you ever thought of it this way, but you redline, <laughs> you go pedal to the metal, you're hitting 180. If there's 180 miles to go on this on the speedometer, and you figured out that by doing so and fulfilling yourself, these other areas come with it. Is that what your experience is? Is that the secret to a guy like you or Itzler or whomever going from, you know, I, I don't want to say nothing, but you know, you it's only like four years. I mean, you've gone nuts. Itzler, same thing. He had a big ascension in in 20s and 30s in his 20s and 30s. Is that what it is? Do you just redline on everything that fulfills you and the other areas come with it? Or do you have to dial it back and strike a balance?
0: You know, I think the wealthy way is about balance for sure. Um, But I will say like, I am very intentional with the time I'm spending in whatever area of my life I'm spending it on. right? And so like the key of the wealthy way is talking about all the different areas of life and prioritizing them and figuring out, Hey, how do I budget this into my day? You know, every single day, how do I budget it into my week and make it a priority? Right. It's like, uh, uh, you know, I've been married nine years now, and my wife and I do a date night every Friday night. Like it's like not even a negotiation or anything. It's like, you know, some people be like, Hey, should we maybe like go out tonight or something like that's kind of like, it's never set in stone, Whereas us like, yep. Friday night is date night. And we've been doing that for years now. And you know, do we hit every Friday night? No, sometimes we got things going on, but at the end of the day, as long as it's a normal circumstance and week we're going on date night, we're not taking the kids. It's, it's just our time. Right. Um, the same thing is true with my health. You know, it's like, I'm gonna come I, I just got done at the gym this morning before i jumped on this podcast right like i'm i'm gonna still stay in the gym and work out extremely hard the same way i worked out when i was playing pro sports um and i've been retired for five years now i i don't need to train that hard but why do i train that hard if i'm gonna be in the gym i might as well like you saying redline it and do it to the absolute best that i can do it um and then the same is true for business right if i only have this many hours to work I got to be so efficient and so focused during my work day that I don't have any time wasted because I see so many people just wasting time. They're lackadaisical. They, you know, like if you ever see me in the office, it's like, bam, 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 task after task, problem after problem and meeting after meeting, whatever. And then, you know, you look back at it and it's funny because my wife and I, uh, you know, part of the the whole thing is like, I leave the office at five. So I get home at 5.30 for dinner, whether I finished all my tasks or not, you know, it's like, I'm getting home for dinner and sucks that I didn't finish. I should have been better. And that's how I look at I'm Like, I just, I didn't do a good enough job of either scheduling or being efficient enough, right? Um, Or delegating enough, right? Somebody else could have done some of the task. And so, uh, you know, when I get home, my wife asked me, what'd you do today? And like, my brain is just like, destroyed. I'm like, yeah, I just redlined it for like 8 hours. I don't even know what I just did. Like it was just it's a blur. Um and I kind of just do that literally every day in business and then, you know, during the weekends I just chill out. Like mm-hmm. I just try and you know, well, we don't go to the office or anything. So I'm hanging with the fam whatever. Um but we know as entrepreneurs, it's always hard to turn our brains off. Like my brain is working you know, unless I'm sleeping, which is probably working while I'm sleeping too. But it's always thinking about different moves and problems to solve and tasks. but it's not just business. It's, it's problems to solve in my family and, you know, Hey, how do I get in better shape? Like I'm getting older now. Like, how do I raise my testosterone now that it's dropping? What do I do? Uh, and so I think about all these things,
1: 30, 33 years old, Grant, he's older now.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: crushing. Yeah. <laughs> hey,
0: they they say in your thirties, that's when your test drops. I never even thought about it, and I'm like, man, maybe I should yeah. take some supplements and stuff. I don't know. Yeah, no, I get
1: it. So Grant and I are both part of this community, Go Abundance. I know you're familiar with it from uh, from the past, and this podcast is connected to that community. And I, I, you know, there's a part of of your book that you talk about. I think it's called Pare- Pareto's principle and Parkinson's law, which was great, right? The mm-hmm. idea that 20% of your effort garners 80% of the results, kind of that 80-20 rule. And also, uh, I think you talked about like Microsoft in Japan compressing the week to four days from five and how they increase productivity by 40% or something crazy. Yeah. One of the one of the one of the pillars we have is accountability. And I wondered from you that that's I love that. I love that. Hey, I'm focused on the top 20% tasks. And yeah, I'm doing it in a compressed time frame. I think you start your day typically around 10 a.m. How do you get accountability for that? Or how do you create accountability? Or how have you created accountability to make sure that you are on task, the 20% things, and that you are maximizing the whatever your Parkinson's law implementation was for you personally?
0: Yeah. You know, I don't really have too many people that hold me accountable. Um, I've, I've always held myself accountable all, all the way back from when I was playing baseball. I'm like, dude, ain't nobody going to help me get to the pros except me. So I need to go to the batting cage. I need to go practice on my own. Nobody's watching me at lunch right now. I got to decide whether or not I'm going to eat this cheeseburger or eat the chicken and rice. And so I've always been very self-accountable. Um, one thing I created that has helped me out a lot, and I know it's helped a lot of other people, is our wealthy way planner. And so uh, I really made it for myself and I just gave it to everyone for free. Um and so it's a digital planner that uh, our our tech team developed and it's based off of the things I I talk about in the wealthy way book. And so it's like you every morning I write three things I'm grateful for, I journal. It shows all of my goals in all areas of life. Um it has my daily habits that I'm trying to create in my life. And so I I mark them every single day. Hey, did I execute those habits, you know, the previous day or not? And, you know, I just, I literally do this planner every single day. And, uh, I think that helps keep me accountable to what I'm doing, um, because I'm constantly looking at my goals. I'm constantly reflecting on what I'm doing. And, uh, you know, look, not everyone's able to be self accountable. Totally. Like, I think it's rare that people are like that. Um and I think no matter even if you're a guy like me, if you have somebody else also holding you accountable, then you're going to be in a much better position. Um so yeah, you know, I don't know that I have anyone else doing it, like I I just naturally want to be great and grow and and do more. And so you know, I'm just like <laughs> I push myself harder than probably anyone could push me. Yeah, sounds like you've
1: set up systems for accountability, right? Your systems hold you accountable. You've got this much time to do this. That's at least what I hear from you. Like you've that's that self accountability you've created that for yourself. Yep. Um Content creation. I mean, you go from three years ago with a random YouTube video to, I mean, everywhere, <laughs> everywhere <laughs> now, right? Which is awesome. Where would you be financially if you had not dove into the content creation space today versus, you know, a couple of years ago. Where would you be today if you weren't so invested in content?
0: Yeah, that's a good question. Definitely not anywhere close. I'll tell you that. Um, you know, I, I became a millionaire well before content, just flipping houses and investing in real estate, like many others. Um, and I just remember looking at everything during the pandemic and I was like, man, you know is it smart to just rely on a house flipping business the rest of my life? Like, is there other things that I'm potentially missing on? And, you know, at that point I had just started a a tax firm called true books and, you know, I had a brokerage, which I didn't, you know, I wasn't wild about and I had done some education, um, but not a lot. Like I'd probably made less than six figures in education in my career at that point. And, um, you know i looked at this content thing and i had seen all these youtubers and and it, what struck me was i'm sitting there during the pandemic and you know nobody has anything to do and i never watched youtuber anything like growing up and i just start watching these youtubers who people keep telling me about and i'm like okay who are these guys like how many houses are they flipping like what is the deal here so i started watching them i'm like wait a minute these guys don't even like do anything and I start seeing videos about how much they're making. I'm like, these guys are making way more than me. This is crazy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I think you guys are a part of masterminds. A lot of people hate on that. And I, I looked at it and I was like, you know what? I'm kind of on the wrong side of this. If these guys with so such limited experience and what they're talking about can make millions just talking about it, I can surely do the same, but provide an actual perspective of how to do things. And so I did it. I was like, I'm just going to do it. And you know, I started during the pandemic with no YouTube subscribers, no TikTok followers. I had like 10,000 Instagram followers. And I just started making content. And you, you just watch all my videos. They're at my house during lockdown. And that was when things started to take off. You know, A couple of months after doing that, Um, I had gotten a couple hundred thousand TikTok followers, and my YouTube was starting to grow pretty good. You know, I had a few thousand subscribers, and I was getting the hang of it, figuring out what worked, what didn't work. I was testing, and you know, sure enough, after a year, um, you know, at the end of 2020, I think I had 75,000 YouTube subscribers, and I had 400,000 TikTok followers, and I was like, "This is it." And I had already seen the fruit of that across all my businesses. People were now going to our tax firm. Um, People were signing up for education. Uh, I was raising more money than ever. And then that led me into starting a bunch of other businesses because I just had all of this attention and traffic. And the cool thing about social media is, and I was telling a bunch of our students this, of like, once you start hearing the feedback from your your followers and the people watching your videos, you're able to like hone in how to make a product better or a new product or make your business better and give them what they're looking for. And so like the, the only reason I wrote this book, The Wealthy Way is because literally everybody kept asking, how do you have so many businesses and do all this stuff? And I'm like, if that many people are asking me about it, yeah. then it tells me there's a demand for it and therefore I'm going to fulfill the demand. And that's essentially been what all my businesses have been. It's been like, I hear demand and I create something for it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you did that with
1: content empire, right? And honestly, I, I, watching you and seeing what you do. It's brilliant uh, yeah, as an entrepreneur, right? Like you create content, people ask you about content. There's a business around how to create content, right? It actually inspired me living down here in the DR to say, everyone's like, oh, how'd you make that move? How about, well, come on down. I'll host a mastermind, right? Like that was a lot of inspiration from guys like you who just see the path, see the demand and create the the supply for it, if you will. If yep. you're starting today, and I know a lot of abundance guys, I mean, this is a public podcast, but a lot of abundance guys listen to this who are, you know, successful real estate investors, right? They've done they've done really well. They're multimillionaires in the real estate space, but they're seeing maybe maybe kicking and screaming a little bit the value of having brand, the value of content creation. I mean, every generation can hearken back to like, oh man, I started when it was like TikTok wasn't what it was today, and all of that. So, if you were starting today, knowing what you know now, what is the investment? For you, like if you were starting today, is it is it hire the team? Is it just create content still and put it out there? Like, what's the advice you would give to somebody, or maybe you do give to somebody who's just saying, "Okay, I'm I'm in, I'm bought in, I want to create content." You know, do I got to go? You know, pay twenty grand a month and and hire this big team and editing firm or whatever? Tell
0: people. (laughs) Oh man, Grant will tell you because he's been in the program. There's there's a lot more that goes into it. Um, you know, it's funny because I started well, we, we actually just rebranded into wealthy creator. So we're, we're changing all my company names that are applicable to this wealthy brand to, to align with the wealthy way. So like future flipper, my real estate business is now wealthy investor. Yeah. Content empire is now wealthy creator. But um, I think Grant, yeah, it, correct me if I'm wrong, but when we golfed, I had not even decided I was going to create this company. I think I told you, I go, Hey, I'm going to create this at some point when I feel the timing's right. And I know it's going to crush. Yeah. That's was like, that's, you're going to be in it.
2: That's what I amazed me because you were talking about it. We, you were kind of brainstorming ideas at lunch and we had lunch after golf. And, and then you launched it so quick. And now I'm in the course, which is amazing. And I get to see all these other people, and these p- people are just benefiting tremendously from this. And for me, I get to see like behind the curtain of what this machine is. So for me, it's been incredible because I had no idea how to do these things on a larger scale. And uh, it's just been incredible. But to see you go from, hey, here's this idea I'm thinking about to boom, two months later, I'm in this course and it's amazing. So I was (laughs) blown away by that. Yeah, we,
0: we go from idea to product very fast. I don't waste time. Like the moment I I remember I had a conversation with you and then I had a conversation with somebody else. I was like, man, you know what? I've been thinking I'm going to do this at some point. It's always been in the back of my mind. But I was like, the time is now. And, you know, all businesses have great timing uh, to be successful. It's like, if I would have started this two, three years ago, even if I had social media following, entrepreneurs weren't ready for it yet. Yeah. They they were not buying into the fact that content was important. But now at this point in time, like Jamie, you're saying, these guys have, they're now like, man, should I do this? Right? And I think that we're still in the early stages. I think everyone's going to do it. I, yeah. I was just telling um, somebody else. I'm like, I honestly think that wealthy creator could be bigger than wealthy investor. Because it's open open to every entrepreneur. It's not just real estate. And every entrepreneur will need it. There's no doubt in my mind that your business cannot succeed without social media of some sort. Um, so you know, long story short, anyways, that I thought that was a funny story, but you asked me how how does somebody start? Like, what's the best thing to do? Yeah. I mean, beyond buying wealthy creator, what I can say is the first thing is. It's not, and this is where every entrepreneur makes the big mistake. They always say, Well, who do I got to hire? How much money do I got to spend? Right? Do I just get the editors? Do I get the guys? And Grant will tell you, I'm, I'm always like, No, no, you guys are like jumping to step five. Okay. Step one is simply, Hey, what's the end goal? Like, what do you want? What action would you like somebody who views your videos to take? give me the end goal what what would be the the best action for you right and as an entrepreneur in most cases it, once you get past the like kind of purpose driven things cuz i mean look you got to have purpose behind what you're doing but once you get past the purpose driven things i'm like if i can better lives i mean that's amazing obviously but financially in business if i'm going to go invest all this money and time into creating content what's the financial thing i would like them to do well, as real estate investors there's lots of things you could say well I want people to I want to raise capital so they invest with me I want people to send me deals um I want to become the authority in my local market so that people know I'm the guy and you know I get all the deal flow and you know relationships and everything else that that's cool um if you're in another business whatever your business is like to me anyways like one of the big things is like okay I I want people to buy my stuff, essentially, whatever that is. All right. Great. Well, let's reverse engineer that. All right. What does the person who buys your stuff look like? Okay. Like literally, what do they look like? Do they have green hair and are five foot 10 and played baseball? Like, what What are they? Right. Or, you know, are they 21? Like, so for me, I always tell them like, I, I know my demographic to a T they are 21 to 40 years old. That's who they are. They're predominantly dudes. Um, They're people who are entrepreneurial minded. um, They they may have a W-2, but they don't want to be there. right? And I know exactly that's the the demographic. And they're looking at multiple ways to make money. They're not 100% committed to real estate. They're cool with side hustles. They they might want to do Turo. They might want to just invest with me. They might want to create content and be an influencer, like they're open to a lot of different things. And so I know exactly who my target demographic is. And so I say, okay, well, this is what they look like, all right. What problems are they having in their their careers and their lives? And so I start brainstorming, okay, what's a problem they have? Well, for me, I am my own target demo. And so I think, what were the problems I was having? What are my current problems today? And it's like, okay, well, a current problem today is, you know, if you're in real estate investing, you're flipping houses, the market sucks. So how do I help them figure out how to get through this market? All right, let's let's make some content on that. Um, another problem they're having is they're seeing, like, oh yeah, content's becoming important, right? It's like, all right, well, let me teach them some tips about creating content. Um, you know, and you just start analyzing what their problems are, and then you take it a step Back again, you say, okay, well, let's start putting these into buckets, and say, okay, here's a here's a topic, or like um, a niche that fits what they want, right? So for me, it would be uh, real estate investing and everything else. So I'm like, okay, they definitely want to know real estate investing. I'll talk about rentals, you know, I'll talk about flips and wholesales and everything else. What's another thing they want to know? Um, A lot of them want tax advice because they're making money and they they don't know what to do. So I'm like, all right, so I, I got a bucket over here of tax advice. All right, what's another one? Well, a lot of them are just kind of young dudes who haven't made money yet. And they're just trying to figure out how to make money and real estate's kind of intimidating to them. All right, well, let's go show them how to do Turo. Let's go show them how to flip stuff and and just get their career started. And so you start creating these buckets and all of a sudden now you start to see like how you get to that end goal of getting them to buy your stuff and you know that that's why i say like most entrepreneurs they're like well i'll just hire a guy and whatever i'm like you don't even know why you're filming you just know you have to film cuz it's it's good to make content but there's no set path of why i would follow you like what what action do you want me to take? Because what, what most people do that's wrong is they don't give their viewers the next step. Because if I was just like, hey, guys, you need to create content. It's great. They're like, I know. I, like Everyone's doing it. And that's it. Like They're like, I don't know what to do after that. Even if I said, hey, this is the best way to create an Instagram reel. They're like, okay. But most people, that's not enough for them to take action. And so, if you're like, hey, if you want us to walk you through it step by step and you want to be in our community for a year and you want to, you know, get everything you need to know and help with all the problems you are going to encounter as you make content, everything, then join us. Right. So, you know, I think, uh, there's a, there's a lot more that goes into it than just hiring the staff. No, it makes perfect sense. And it's interesting. Yeah. And Grant, I, I want to go to you
1: on a question here, but I'll, I'll just point this out. I think identity is something I took from Grant after he visited with you. So, mm-hmm. Grant, you talked about how, you know what, I am a content creator, right? Like that was, I think, to yeah. your point, Ryan, to, in order to figure out the end goal and what's your avatar and what problems do they have, all these steps that you laid out. I think at least what you got, Grant, when you came back was, mm-hmm. you know, you have to kind of have your identity there, right? Like, so okay, if I'm a content creator, that means that I'm going to have a goal. I'm going to know who I'm serving. I'm going to know what their problem is, and so on and so forth. Um, and I think you even branded yourself, Grant, on your on your Instagram. <laughs> it's like that first, right? I am a I yeah. forget what you said, content creator. So uh, great lesson. But Grant, you have
2: a you have a question. Yeah, just more of a statement. The one thing that really stood out to me was, you know, when I met Ryan again this summer before Content Empire, um, he, he was asking me about my content. I didn't know where to go with it. But Ryan, you were like, um, are you really helping to change people's lives with your 30 second reels? And I was like, well, no, in all actuality. And you said, can people can you teach people to buy an apartment building with 30 second reels? And I said, no, not really. I mean, you'd have to watch every single reel I've ever created, right? And you said you need to take your free content and then you need to push them to your paid content. And you said that's how you're really going to change people's lives is with the paid content. And that was huge for me because I didn't have anything to push them to. So that's when um I pivoted and started the online course. But that was that was like one of the big breakthroughs for me is I'm really not helping people with these 30 second reels when I thought I was, so I I appreciate that. Yeah. And one thing
0: I'll say too about that is, you know, we always teach our students that, hey, the 30 second reels are like marketing. They're Mm -hmm. just for people to become aware of you, right? The next step would be to get them to watch an 8 to 15 minute video because that's like the next easy thing for them for them to do. They can now actually get quite a bit of value in an 8 to 15 minute video. From there, if you can get them to watch an hour long plus podcast, I mean they're probably buying something from you. If somebody's willing to give you an hour of their time and you have something that they need, you're solving a problem in their life, they should buy from you at that point. And I know this is true because I just see it time and time again. When I um go when when we host an event, right? We had an event next month, and I talk to the people at the event. I always get feedback They're like, dude, I love the podcast you did with so-and-so. I love this, I love that. And it tells me like they're not just watching reels, they're actually consuming long-form content. And obviously they bought, they're they're at the event. Then there are times where not, there's times that this happens a lot. You know, I'll I'll be walking around here in Vegas and someone recognizes me. And uh, you know, some people they they know exactly who I am and you know they they know a lot about me. Others, they've seen me. Like they're just looking at me and they're like, Are you that TikTok guy? And I'll be like, Yeah. And they're like, You do real estate, right? And I was like, Yeah. And they're like, What's your name? They don't even know my name, right? Yeah. And it, it shows like They've never bought anything from me. Obviously, you'd know my name if you bought something from me. Yeah, sure. Um, but they're aware of me. And that's okay. Not everyone, but like if somebody only watches reels, they're probably not like invested in you. And like, here's the truth, too, is you know, the word of mouth and everything does not come from just content. Because they can be like, yeah, you know, I Ryan's content's good. I'm like, I like his stuff. But by you actually, Grant, buying something and being in it, and you see everyone else that's in it and you see people getting results. Now all of a sudden you're creating like true people who are going to talk about you. And they're like, no, dude, like it's legit. It, you know, the content stuff's cool. But when you actually get into things he's talking about, that's where like you start really making some moves
2: dubs you going to that event next month yeah yeah for sure i'll be there uh january 9th i believe yep are you in michigan at all you're coming down (laughs) here
1: to the dr first of january yep you're coming back here for my vegas then you go to vegas then you come back here for my my midlife entrepreneur mastermind which is sold out if anybody's wondering about it but right you're coming back for that so you've got three trips in january
2: yeah yeah for sure man yeah Yeah, I'm, i'm excited about that went from no trips in the previous years ever going anywhere but he never know. left michigan
1: right he, no, he, no. he, he would say
2: stuff i'm like yeah no it's yeah. uh it's tampa he's like
0: where's that i'm like it's florida grant it's in florida 15. grant's a new guy he meets yeah. me in the sky is just a right, traveling dude. travel junkie i'm telling you man
1: the green hair is he's gonna fly down here <laughs> green hair <laughs> big glasses Jamie, did you Definitely. so you said you have something called like midlife entrepreneur midlife entrepreneur master so do I, my story i, I mean uh, people that listen to the show have heard us, but I was uh, an executive with uh, Progressive Insurance, big insurance company for years, big money, equity. It was great, but I fucking hated it. Pardon my language. <laughs> I hated it at the, uh, as especially as I exited, I was 42, right? So in midlife left. And to your point, I left with my real estate. I was syndicating with a partner out West. We're, we're, clo- we're actually closing on a deal on Friday uh, in Denver. And I had an education company around goal setting But then everybody's like, dude, how did you leave, you know, four, three, $400,000 a year, plus all this stuff. How'd you leave at 42 wife at home, two kids, all that stuff. And it was like, well, this is how to your point, it was, you know, sort of a back end way of, all right, well, here's my avatar, 35 to 45 year old men, mostly some women who are making at least six figures and are completely unfulfilled with their work. And my whole brand became like, I'm like the quit your job guy now, right? Like, it's not like just quit and whatever, but how do you build a side hustle? How do you get on purpose? All of that. So it culminated with me moving here to the DR. And I post this stuff on social. And I want to ask you about that here in a second. I post these beautiful, I mean, you can't, you've been here. You can't help but get beautiful pictures from here. And people are like, shit, I want to do that. So it became, well, hey, midlife entrepreneur. That's what I am. I want to help with that. I want to facilitate discussion and an immersive experience, high-end luxury massage therapist the whole night. Come on down. We're gonna spend three intensive days masterminding and then we'll go, we'll go release it and have some fun. And Grant's coming down for that because he did the same thing. I mean, he's you know a couple of years older than me, but around the same time, uh, in his age, he did the same thing. So yeah, the midlife entrepreneur mastermind is what I'm hosting at the end of next month.
0: No, I love that because it, it goes back to everything I always tell people, and this is what I was telling Grant when we golfed. I'm like, look, you gotta know who your niche is in your avatar. You cannot please everyone, right? Are the young guys going to come to you? No, but you don't need the young guys. Like you need the midlife guys and you need to own that market. Yeah. And, you know, at the end of the day, I was telling Grant, I'm like, look, there's a, there's a ton of real estate gurus out there, right? So why would somebody want to come to Grant's, you know, program that, and at the time, none of this existed. And yeah. I go, Grant, let's figure out Incredible. where yeah. you stand out. I go, tell me what you've done to this point. And you're like, well, you know, I think at the time you had like 50 rentals, something like that. Yeah and you're like yep they're all like 8 plexes 10 plexes and you know that's the majority of them and i was like that's great i was like no one's doing that you know you you've got people who are syndicating big you know 100 unit plus stuff you've got people who just want to buy a duplex and a fourplex but nobody's talking about the 8 and 10 plex right yep. it's just a very like unknown thing and i was like grant what i would do if i was you I would hate on every other form of investing (laughs) and be like, eight plex, 10 plex, that's the best investment. Here's why. And I make all my content around that. Right. And then I was like, you should just own that niche. And, um, you know, it doesn't mean that that's like the end all be all. Right. Like I owned house flipping for a long time, but I I said, Hey, that, that it's not like I want you to house flip forever. I want you to buy rentals too. I want you to syndicate. I want you to do all these bigger things. But like, you know, eventually eight and 10 plex isn't the best for you as you go along. But if you believe that eightplex is the best, like starting out, which definitely can be, it's like, man, just own that niche and be the guy, the freaking 10 plex guy. And uh, you don't have competition. You know, he's been grinding,
1: man. He's been grinding. He's got it right over his shoulder there. Apartment buyer blueprint, right? I mean, he's been, I love the name.
2: Launches tomorrow, right? Yeah, launches tomorrow, and then Ryan, I, I took your advice on uh, on that, right? Like hate on everything else, right? So I I thought, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna do that. I created a reel off your advice, and the the name of the reel was, and right in the beginning, I say single family rentals suck, and here's why, and then I explain why. I got four hundred and sixty five thousand views on that <laughs> reel. So thank you. Thank there you. you go. Did
0: yeah. you give them a call to action on how to figure out? You know
2: what? What to do instead? Uh, That was just follow me, and I got I got sixteen thousand followers off that. Yeah. So, wow! 16, there 000. we go, baby. Yeah. Uh, okay.
0: Now, so you know the next step, though, right? I'm going to in a minute. Grant, you
1: better know the next step. You better yes. know the next yeah. step.
0: You're supposed Man. to say the answer. Go yeah, Grant, dude, you're making yeah. me look bad. Okay, yeah, so right. the next step is you're going to make ten more reels, just like okay. that, and you're yeah. gonna you're gonna just do it. Again and again and again, and you're going to add a call to action at the end of them. Well, actually, I, I take this back. Grant, we haven't done the the monetization side of the course no. yet. Like we haven't got to that far. So uh, I'll forgive him for this Thank one. You. Um, Thank you. But yeah, we're going to, you know, with monetization, we, we go over that in the program. Like right now, the first half, we've been strictly talking about how to create those videos that Grant just did and like get views. Now, the second half, we're about to enter monetization. And so, one of the things is with monetization, when you have really good organic content like that piece of content, you now need to go make that into ads and like remake it into 10 different ways. Yeah. Um, it could literally be the exact same message just said 10 different ways with 10 different backgrounds with whatever. Right. Um, And, you know, give the call to action like, hey, so if you don't wanna buy single family rentals and you wanna go straight to the big leagues, you know, you want those eight plexes, DM me the word, you know, eight, whatever, whatever it ends up being, right? And um, we get them into the blueprint because obviously people are resonating with it. And I I knew they would. And this is something like Grant Cardone has done a long time is he's like, dude, single family sucks, buy -hmm. multifamily. Right. And he's like, instead, and just even better yet, just buy multifamily with me. And even when you listen to him, his message is so clear and extreme of like, I don't like single family. I don't like even C or B class multifamily. I only want A-class multifamily, the best of the best apartment buildings. You know, he doesn't want development. He doesn't really talk about wanting office space. It's just like, a class multifamily is the only way to go. And the way he spends it is he's like, you can't even get access to A-Class. Nobody's gonna let you invest with them. That's for the big boys, but you can invest with me in these A-class properties. And um, for me, I always thought, like, I'm like, dude, that's stupid. Like A class has terrible returns, yada, yada, yada. And then, you know, after buying C class and <laughs> you know, dealing with the headaches, I'm like, Yeah, I see why he likes A class. Like yeah. It, it's a lot safer than yeah. dealing with a roughed up C-class. So um, yeah, I think you got to just own your message. You know what's interesting about him?
1: And I, I Googled this, so it must be true, right? But I, my my understanding of Cardone Capital is their average accredited investor. Any idea? Like I saw this, so maybe you've seen something different. Average accredited investor in Cardone Capital. Any idea what they, what they raise per accredited investor? I have no idea. The stats I've seen are like over 400 grand. Over grand—that's a lot. Their splits are like 6535, you know, and they give like a six pref, right? Like the stuff we do is an eight pref, 70, 80% split to the investor, right? And <laughs> and uh we our average is nowhere near 400,000 per well, investor. And, and Grants, he's not even doing prefs anymore. That's what he oh, told is he, me. he's doing. Oh, Jesus. So um, my point is like it's a worse offer if you want to look at it that way, right? It's 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 a worse offer. I always say this like everyone knows who progressive is. Have you ever heard of Chubb? right Chubb no. has better better coverage but you've never heard of them so people buy what they know and wow. then his brand on 10x i just assume this but i'm sure his sales staff is trained like hey i'm the 10x guy they're going to invest 50 grand what's your minimum minimum you want to invest the minimum you yeah. want to be 10x right oh 1000% it's
0: just an assumption Go
1: oh, it's not an else. assumption it's not it, it,
0: it's the truth like I, <laughs> right. I've been on the sales floor I well, I know what they're doing right right <laughs> they're
1: pushing that right but it's but, but
0: all you know it's brand. it's but the thing is too it's not like a lie it's right, that's yeah. his message for yeah. the last 10 years of yo you want a 10x like that's why you follow me you want a 10x and so like it, it fits so and that's why I'm saying everything about his message is so clear he, yeah. is such, like, he has built this message better than anyone and everything he does falls into it. And so it's like, even for me, right? Let's just take the wealthy way, right? So one of the big things about the wealthy way and why people join my programs is because I'm like, hey, let, let's be efficient. I don't want to work weekends. I want to be home by five because I want to spend time with my family's other things. Mm-hmm. A lot of people join wealthy investor and wealthy creator because... Those are tools to go live the wealthy way. Yeah. If that makes sense. And 100%, so 100%. Um, there, there are other programs that teach, hey, you know what? Grind it out 12, 13, 14, 15 hours a day, and you know, do it yourself and learn and cold call and wake up at whatever and, and just crush it out. And like there are people who resonate with that message because that's what they want to do. And then the people in my programs resonate with the wealthy way message because that's what they want to do and that they're both neither are wrong. It's just who whoever it is you want to be. And so you know all of my stuff, if, if one day I created a product that did not align with the wealthy way, people would be like, what the heck are you doing, dude? like that doesn't make sense. That's not within your moral compass and and what you believe and they would be right, right. And so I think with Grant when he talks about 10x and everything um for all of his businesses, it always aligns with the entire 10 X message of what he's preaching. And, uh, Oh, you only want to, you want to invest the minimum. Do you think somebody who follows 10 X would invest the minimum? It's like, no, you, you're not a 10 xer or, or whatever they want to be called. Right. Um, if you're doing that, like you, you can go invest in another fund. I it wouldn't surprise me if they say that, like we actually, this, this is not the fun for you. Like, I don't think you're part of our tribe and, um, that shows, like really, when you're getting these devoted people when you're willing to just turn people away, you're like, yeah, I don't think this is a fit for you
1: that worse splits and potentially no pref marketing men. It's the it's people, yeah. yeah, i'm I'm with you on that. Here's my question I want we'll we can wrap up on this unless we have a little space after this. But and I, I struggle with this a little bit still, and you've talked about this quite a bit, uh, maybe in relation to Grant Cardinal but it's the it's the concept of flexing to to an extent. You call it whatever you want. but, Being that guy, like you're a brilliant marketer at this point, right? I think a pivot point for you is you're, 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 you're willing to explain, Hey, here's how I can add value to you. Here's the planner. I know that's free, but here's the course. Here's this, here's that, right? Like you're, you're not afraid to say, I bought this Tesla. I bought this watch, whatever flexing. How do you get comfortable being that guy? If that makes sense, that guy, because I think that's, that's a block. I know it has been for me, like sometimes like. Fuck it, I'm in. Other times I'm like, well, I, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So how do you how do you how do you stay in the mode of creation and serving without flipping to like, oh, I
0: don't want to be that guy. You know, it's interesting, man. Because when I look back at my career, I I started doing my first social media back in 2016, and this was just Facebook post, like, yeah. and I didn't even want to post on Facebook, like, mm-hmm. I was like you know what? Somebody had told me they're like, if you just share what you're doing in, in your house flipping, you're going to get more deals and people are going to invest with you. I was like, you know what? I'll just do it. So I started, I didn't make videos at this time. I would just write a post. I'd show some before and afters of my flips. And I'd be like, yeah, so this flip made $25,000. It was crazy. Um, but it wouldn't just only be a flex. It would also have some value for whoever was watching so i'd be like yeah you know the way i found it was on the mls and this is what i did and you know hopefully it helps somebody out if you're trying to get into flipping houses and i didn't have coaching or anything it was just like pure value and so i did that for you know about a year or two it was like purely just facebook just documenting what i did there was no offers or anything and then sometimes the only offer i would give i'd be like hey if you're a realtor or wholesaler, hit me up. If you got money and you want to invest in these deals, hit me up. And that was how I raised a lot of capital and I got a lot of deals just posting on Facebook. Um, and it was super uncomfortable to do it because I was like, dude, people are gonna judge me. Like it's gonna come off like I'm bragging about how much money I'm making and all this stuff. And, you know, I did it and all of a sudden like my business started doing better it was starting to help more people and were there haters yeah obviously of course there's always going to be people who are hating on whatever and i was like well i like the results i don't really care what people who hate say well long story short as as i got into doing it heavily you know in 2020 i was like man i'm seeing these guys have success talking about how much money they made for the year like what their net worth is like you know, all these things. And I was like, I'll just make one. And people enjoyed it. They were like, dang, dude, like, okay, that's how much money he makes over here. And um, this is how he spends his money. Like, that's cool. And, you know, it it was just like, people just really liked it. It got views and obviously it gets haters too, you know, but there's still views. And as, as I've gone along, I've realized like there's definitely a cap of every type of person. So for instance, there's a cap to the amount of people who um, are humble and you know they, they want to be low key and like they'll like that about you. They'll be like, yeah, I know. Uh, and this is not me anymore, but they'll be like, I know Ryan's like, he, he's doing really well and he doesn't boast about it or talk about it. And like, he's cool. Th- those percentage of people is far smaller then the percentage of people who like see a Lambo or whatever, and they're like, oh dang, that's a nice car. And then, you know, all of a sudden they end up uh, you know, wanting to go watch your content and and view it and and all this stuff. And I just think that over time you'll realize, like, in order for people to hear your message, you gotta attract them in some kind of way. And most people are attracted by You know, flash. They're attracted by a watch, they're attracted by a car, a nice house, you know, girls. You know, obviously, I'm not doing girls, but like there's lots of ways to attract an eyeball to then hear the value and the message. And I think that's what Grant has realized. He'll he'll show his jet, he'll show all his other stuff, and he takes it to the extreme, but he kind of knows it gets his message across, whether people like him or not.
2: Yeah. And I, I saw that, and we just lost Jamie here in the Dominican. Uh, <laughs> you know, the internet is so spotty. Hopefully he'll jump back on in a second, but I, you know, I, I did see that change. Right. And that changed recently, didn't it with you where like, I've, I've noticed a lot change with you. Like um, it, it, it seems like, I know you've been successful these, these, you know, for all these years, but like in the last maybe three months, it seems like you've even blown up even more. And I think you said that after talking with Grant, you said you're going to be a little more controversial. You said you're going to be you're you're not going to hold back. You know, I hear you talk about your faith a lot more, um, and I love it. I I think it's great, dude. I I love I love your opinion, and I think that's what's really cool. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, and that's the thing, right? I think we uh, live in the extreme
0: of mm-hmm. uh, social media, right? If you're like in the middle and you're trying to be politically correct all the time. Yeah, nobody's going to hear about you. Right. But the reason these guys blow up on the extreme ends, like uh, a Donald Trump or an Andrew Tate, or mm-hmm. even Elon, like he's becoming very extreme on, on one side. And then you see, you know, on the other side, the extremeness, it's like, man, these are the people like you really see mm-hmm. and social media will show you extremism uh, because that's what gets the most views. It's what gets the most engagement because it brings the other side to the table of like, no, that's stupid. Why would you do that? Um, versus if you're just kind of everything to everyone, it's like, yeah, I mean, he's a nice guy. It's like
2: yeah. <laughs> you're not gonna get true loyal people. Good point. Well, I, I wanna be like I said, like Jamie said, respectful of your time. So I want to talk about the book. Um, before we leave the wealthy way it comes out December 13th. Um, what What's the reason behind that? Can you kind of dive into that in the last few minutes here?
0: Yeah. So the book just came out. Um, and like I said, uh, we we first started like hearing. Well, I started just seeing like people asking me the same questions over and over again. How are you able to like go home at five? How are you able to not work weekends and stuff, all these businesses and still stay in shape? and you know, go to church and serve and all that stuff. And I was like, well, there's a lot of systematic things you have to do. You know, Jamie mentioned like Parkinson's law and Pareto principle and taking action. And like, I started to put together all of these core beliefs I've had that allow me to do that. And then it comes down to having set goals in these other areas of your life. You know, like I mentioned with date night, it's like, it's a goal, it's it's non-negotiable. Like, hey, we wanna do this many date nights a year let's set it as a goal. We want to go on this many vacations as a family. Let's set it as a goal. Like, you know, I got my health goals. I got my financial goals. I got my spiritual goals. Like I want to give this amount of money. I want to volunteer this amount of time, you know? And so you start to systematically get things in order. And as long as you execute, I mean, you'll be living the wealthy way. And for me anyways, I just wanted to be able to show people there's another way. You don't need to work 16 hours a day and grind. In fact, I think that if you're doing that, you're more, most likely just very inefficient. That That's what I truly believe. And I think that for me, as long as I can showcase that, hey, I am living this way, I have showcased it the last few years. And so anyone who's followed me has seen like, okay, well, this rapid progression has been done in a very different way than what other people do it. And if I can show like the next 10 years of living this way and who knows, you know, maybe I'm a billionaire, maybe I'm not like, but I think either way, no matter the ups and downs that will inevitably come, I'm gonna have a lot of failures and hopefully I'll have a lot of successes that outweigh those, but people will be able to see like, man, he did it his way. And like that that way seemed a lot better than the other ways people are pushing. Um, because I've just seen it behind the scenes and I know you guys have too with, Mm -hmm. you know, very successful people, at least financially, um, you know, they have divorce, they have no relationship with their kids, no faith, terrible health, all these things that are actually way more important when you actually think about it. Right. And I I see people who literally can't go on vacation. They have to turn down things. They can't go to their kids' baseball game. Because their work is kind of like overwhelming them, and so, you know, I just wanted to like create a way for people to, you know, see there there is another path. You could still be ultra successful and very rich and influential if you just do things a little bit differently. So that's what the book's about. Um, you can get it for ninety nine cents on Amazon. You know, I basically wanted to make it free, um, and then I also created a new course with it that you can get for free called Business Builder Academy. And so the course literally outlines everything I know about building businesses, sales, marketing, operations, hiring, firing, core values, creating products, social media, branding, logos, everything you need to know about starting a business. It's in that course and it's free um, as long as you buy the book and leave a review. So for anyone who wants to do it, um, it's at you can just go to wealthywaybook.com and uh, that'll give you all the instructions. Love
1: it. Right. I, uh, my apologies. So I say that there's three things about the Dominican. Uh, it's beautiful, but it decides when you get hot water, when your cell service works and when your wifi decides to quit, it just the gods here, you know what it is? You preach action. And this was a challenge to me of like, okay, I got kicked out. How do I get back in? I'll finish the podcast for my cell phone. That's how we're going to do it. So my apologies for that, man.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, it's all good, baby.
1: Good stuff. Good stuff. Ryan. appreciate you being on and, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll make sure people get to the, get to the site and, uh, and grab the wealthy way. Great, great book. I've enjoyed reading it. So appreciate you being here.
0: Appreciate you guys.